for. Right now, though, we're going to talk about a bison herd. Uh, it was five years ago that just 16 bison were introduced into part of Banff National Park, and they've done okay. I mean, the herd is now up to uh, 60 head, so it's, it's you know, it's reproducing, it's growing. Um, scientists, of course, very closely monitoring these animals, but they're not alone. The nearby Stony Nakoda Nation is also involved in studying this particular herd, and uh, joining us now to tell us about that is Bill Snow from the Stony Tribal Administration. Uh, Bill, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Number one stitch. Good day. So tell us, why did um, why did the First Nation decide to get involved with this project, and um, what did you feel was missing from the work that was being done? Um, so we've been involved uh, since the beginning of the reintroduction project that started in 2017. Um, bison are a very important cultural species to the Stony Dakota. And the Banff National Park is, is part of our traditional territory for Stony Dakota. So having the, the we, we were in support of the, the reintroduction mm-hmm. uh, right from the beginning because we know the, the cultural benefits that come with bison being on landscapes. And that's the interesting part of it. Like I say, you've got scientists studying it from the scientific side, but you sort of brought the cultural aspect into this and, and, and the historical perspective of the animals and the land. Tell us about the work that you're doing there and what it's focused on. Yes. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, I, would, I would say that it is very difficult uh, to uh, get funding to do these types of uh, cultural studies. And we were uh, trying to source this funding, and uh, I believe that happened in about uh, 2019 or 2020, uh, with the great help of the uh, Canadian Mountain Network that is situated at the University of Alberta. We were able to make this study possible. it's very important. Uh, we believe the study was important because uh, when the, culture, the environmental assessment was conducted on the reintroduction project back in 2016, uh, it, it was coming from a very uh, Western science view, and it did not really include a lot of the cultural, culturally important information about bison or about that landscape. And so uh, we were uh, looking to uh, acquire funding to do this assessment. We uh, secured the funding and then were able to start doing our, our study and then COVID hit in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's really, um, that's really uh, we haven't been able to complete it in as soon a time as we would like, but uh, all things considered, we were able to be uh, have it completed uh, earlier this month in April. That report, uh, a number of recommendations that you think will help ensure not only the herd succeeds, but sort of that integration of the culture and the history and all the rest of it. Tell us about the report that you produced. What are some of the recommendations? What stands out to you? Uh, Recommendations, there's 11 in all, uh, and I believe uh, maybe the the three most important recommendations are, uh, number one, that we continue with the reintroduction, that that continue for another five or ten year period or however long uh, Parks Canada 
uh, is looking at. Um, the other big recommendation is to uh, implement cultural monitoring. Uh, that's the process that uh, we have identified in the, the report. Uh, as part of that cultural monitoring process, we are bringing in uh, Western ways of knowing and traditional ways of knowing into a, one process. That way we are able to, to move forward in, uh, in a way that is uh, uh, culturally respectful of the two different worldviews that we're living in, the Western science view and the traditional knowledge view. And the last, uh, the last uh, major um, uh, recommendation is, I believe, is the inclusion of ceremony. Uh, we've been conducting a lot of ceremonies um, all throughout this process, uh, leading up to the reintroduction, during the reintroduction, and now in this uh, in this uh, in this phase that we're in, and I believe that's very important uh, as it demonstrates our cultural connection not only to the to the bison species but to the landscape itself. Bill, in doing the work and in being around this project. Um, what did you learn? What did it mean to you, and what did it mean to um, Stony Nakoda Nation? I mean, like you say, this is an important part of the history uh, of your people in that part of the world. What did you learn? What did it mean to you? I think what it what it's teaching us is that bison not only have an environmental function on landscapes. When bison move move around on landscapes, there's a little a bit of biodiversity that follows them wherever they go. Uh, their droppings acts as fertilizer, but it also uh, propagates insects uh, out there on the landscape to keep the, the soil vibrant. Uh, there are a lot of uh, rodents and, and small birds that also feed on those, on those insects. Uh, so there's a, a trigger effect that happens when bison are on landscapes. They affect and are, are helping to add biodiversity to to the landscape up there, and that hasn't been seen for the last 140 years, when when uh, bison were decimated, uh, removed from from the landscape. So that, to me, is a very important aspect because it is teaching us that uh, biodiversity has a very important meaning on the landscape. And there are things that we have not yet uh, learned that I believe that will unfold over the course of time uh, by having bison out there. It's a really interesting project. Thank you so much for your time today, Bill. Uh, I appreciate you joining us and uh, sharing some insight. Thank you. Thank you. That is Bill Snow. Bill is a Stony Tribal Administration official. He um, was also involved in the project. And uh, as I say, you know, it started with 16 head of bison back in uh, five years ago, so 2017, somewhere around there. Now they're up to 60 and um, a going concern.